Welcome to Real Talk with Re for mums that want to go from surviving to thriving in motherhood in a neuro-spicy world. We'll be talking about how we can get more organized and minimize stress so that we can avoid burnout, have more quality time with our babies and breathing space in our lives. As a mum of children with autism, we'll be talking about the joys plus the challenges of parenting children on the spectrum. From first noticing the signs of autism through the diagnosis process to strategies to help you and your children stay happy, we're covering it all. As a 40-year-old woman recently diagnosed with ADHD, we'll also be talking about how all too often women and girls are going undiagnosed, why this is a problem, the misconceptions surrounding ADHD, the signs to look out for, and the simple things that we can put in place to make our lives easier. So whether you're a mum or a dad feeling disorganized and over overwhelmed in the fog of parenthood, wondering if you or someone you love may be somewhere on the spectrum or living in a neuro-spicy household, the Real Talk with Re podcast is the place for you. Hi guys, Re here from Real Talk with Re. Thank you for tuning in once again to the podcast. Can we believe it is nearly 2024? The new year is nearly upon us. Did you have an amazing Christmas? Anyway, today we are talking about habits. Habits specifically that I will be taking into the new year, something that I have been doing and I really want to refocus and double down on, some new things, some things I want to ditch and hopefully this will give you some kind of ideas for your own New Year, because I know we all, we have like New Year's resolutions top of mind this time of year, but I kind of feel by calling them New Year's resolutions rather than habits we want to adopt, I kind of feel like by the end of January, they can all be forgotten. And I feel like perhaps by reframing them as habits, we have a better chance of sticking with them. And some of these, I've got to say, I've been all right at sticking with, and I'm kind of not going to reinvent the wheel and take some of them with me into 2024. Anyway, before we get started, if you are watching on YouTube, you can let me know your habits that you're going to take into 2024 down in the comments. If you are listening on your favorite podcast provider, snap a little screenshot of the podcast as you're listening to it or whatever you're doing and tag me over on Instagram, either my podcast. podcast Instagram, my Real Talk with Re podcast, or Mummy of 4UK Instagram. I can share over there. I can share the stories. So yeah, it's always nice to share and uh, always very much appreciated. So the first thing that I'm going to be taking into 2024 is exercise. Uh, not because it's January and everyone wants to lose weight in January, um, but just because I think as I got older, I realized that when I make time for movement, whatever that looks like, I feel better, my energy levels are better, I feel more positive, my mental health is better. As a byproduct, my clothes feel like they fit better, but that's kind of not what it's about. I just genuinely feel more energized. And uh, back in November, I just had a month of a lot of illness, repeated illness, myself, the children, and exercise wasn't prioritized. And we'll we'll come back to that because that's a separate point. I got to the stage where I felt kind of rubbish because I hadn't been moving my body. And the biggest takeaway I would say when it's come to exercise for me, and it's taken me a really long time to realize this, is just to do something that feels really in flow for you. I cannot tell you how many times I've started Couch to 5k and given it up because 
it turns out I hate running and I know some people love running and if you love running then you go you just I'm thrilled for you I just hate it and it's just like an uphill battle trying to make myself do it and I've realized that that is not the way for me to fit movement into my life because it does not feel in flow it does not feel natural to me Um, and I used to dance growing up and actually I've spoken to so many other girls I used to dance with and they're like I hate running too I can't run either and even when I was at my fittest I was rubbish at running and really out of breath running even though I would dance every night of the week. So it it obviously is a different type of fitness. Um, So what I found that works for me, I have an Apple Watch. Um, I use Apple Fitness Plus, which is on my TV. And then my watch shows me the metrics on the TV. And that kind of keeps me motivated. So I'm quite a little bit of a tech geek on the quiet. And that appeals to me, being able to see metrics and things and heart rate and all that kind of stuff. The other thing I found that's really made a massive difference to me, my attention span is obscenely short, really, really bad. So doing long classes, it really bores me and I struggle to stick with it. So I find if I stack up three 10 minute classes, then I'm far more likely to stick to that and feel engaged than if I was just to do one type of exercise for 30 minutes. Sounds ridiculous. I'm a 40 year old woman. I should be able to, you know, just to just do one class. And I used to be able to, I was, I used to do, go to classes when I was younger, when I had fewer children. Um, in fact, I used to teach dance classes and exercise classes. I guess being the teacher kept me engaged because I couldn't just wander off because that was holding me accountable. Um, and it did very much hold me accountable. I had to show up. I couldn't not go to the classes. I was the teacher. So so that was good. So I guess getting an accountability buddy can kind of help. Um, but that's one thing that's really helped me just doing exercise first thing in the morning. I find I've got to eat the frog. I've got to get it done first thing in the morning. Otherwise, by the time I sit down in the night, I'm like, Ugh, I don't feel like doing it now. So I do it first thing in the morning and I feel so much better. And then the other thing I that do to just make myself feel a lot better is to just walk wherever possible so we're very fortunate now we live in a really good walking distance from the school so it's not next door to the school where it's not enough steps to make a difference but it's not so far from the school that it takes ages and ages so I feel really really fortunate to do that it's just that's all I've been doing that's all I'm going to kind of keep doing try and do that 30 minutes in the morning of varied exercise I tend to do at the moment so I'm going to try and stick to 10 minutes of strength so free weights exercise 10 minutes of pilates 10 minutes of yoga and that's me done feeling on top form and then walk to school walk back and forth to school 10 minutes there 10 minutes back in the morning same in the afternoon and if I do that I feel better I don't need physio as much I don't uh, get such a bad neck um, because I do suffer with that so um, if you can figure out how to fit some sort of movement into your life but pick something that feels good to you if you love swimming do swimming if you hate swimming do not pick swimming (laughs) this might sound really obvious but I can't tell you how long I tried to make myself into a runner because I like the idea of being a runner yet hate running so yeah just pick something that you think you're going to be able to stick to if you're joining a gym in the new year I know a lot of people do that pick one that's easy to get to pick one where it's easy to park or pick one you're going to go to with someone pick something that's going to be sustainable you're going to want to keep going to the next habit (laughs) this is going to be a challenging one for me um, I'm going to try and prioritize in the new year is rest now this one uh how do I put it it's a challenging one for me. I find it really difficult to switch off. And I think I'm so worried that if I kind of get off the hamster wheel, I won't be able to get back on. And I struggle with this. Uh, I said we touched on this tonight when I'm ill. So when I'm ill, 
Um, apparently when you're very ill, exercise is very bad for you and it actually can make you worse. So there's, there's got to come to a stage where you need to slow down. And I've seen so many things online about if you don't pick a day to rest, your body will pick one for you. And that's when you get ill. And I, I totally get that this is right. Um, but I am not historically good at listening to my body and slowing down. And I think any other mums out there listening can understand that it's challenging to be able to slow down when you think, well, all this stuff isn't being done by me, who's going to do it? And slowing down completely is almost impossible as a mother, unless you've got an amazing support network. Um, But just going back to kind of the exercise thing, I really struggle to know when is it I'm ill, I need to stop, I need to listen to my body, I need to stop and not exercise and prioritize rest. And when, especially when you're just like recovering or you're just coming down with something, when do you need to just give yourself a kick up the backside, get out of bed and do the exercise? When is it actually sleeping in longer is benefiting me and making me feel better? And when is it that line that's like, actually, it's just warm and cozy here and I don't want to get up? That's what I've always struggled with. And then I think I worry that if I get in the habit because it's all about habits. If you get in the habit of not exercising, it's so hard to get back into it. Whereas when you're in the habit of exercising, it feels really, really natural. And this is, I think, what it's important, this is why it's important rather to try and form habits rather than just set goals. Because once something becomes a habit, it becomes so easy. Brushing your teeth, it's just something you do. It's not a big challenge. It's not like this big mountain to climb. It's just something that happens during your life. You just become the sort of person that exercises or the sort of person that brushes their teeth. It's not a big deal. So that is why focusing on habits rather than New Year's Year's resolution can be really, really beneficial. Um, So the next one that I'm going to try and do, and this last couple of months I've been doing this, and it's been a flipping game changer, honestly, And that is noting things down for later. So if you're listening right now, you can't see. But if you are watching, you can see I'm holding my hand, my organized life planner. And this is a planner that I designed myself. Hashtag ad, hashtag own product, hashtag, hashtag. Um, It's a product I designed myself because I couldn't find a planner that I liked that suited all my needs. And there is a full video explaining everything in it over on my main channel. Um, So... What I was doing was I designed this plan. I was using it for myself for ages before I released it. And I was using it on my iPad, which you can still absolutely do. It really works well like that. You can print it out. You can buy the, buy the digital one. You can print it out or you can just fill it in on a tablet. And that's what I was doing. I was like, right, I've got all this technology around me. Like I said, I'm a little bit of a tech geek. So I was filling it in on my tablet. But what happens is because my iPad is also so many other things, I'd flick off it onto a different screen and I'd use it for something else. Or I'd go into my iPad to look at my planner and then I'd get lost in something else. Now, what I've been doing is just having my planner sitting next to me on my desk. And I mean, you don't have to have an actual planner. You can just use a notebook. But the planner works for me because it's everything in one place. And what I've been doing is when something pops into my head, as it so frequently does, you know those, oh my goodness, forgot to schedule that Amazon return. Oh my goodness, forgot to buy concert tickets. Oh my goodness, forgot to pay dinner money. Ah, you know, just those, oh, forgot to take the bed out, for, forgot to, whatever it was. And I'm sitting at my desk, like, da, 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 doing my work. And suddenly all these things pop into my head. And I'm terrified I'm going to forget them because my mind is like a sieve. If I don't act on something straight away, the thought is gone. It's just gone from my brain. And then... I am sitting there a while later going, I really have to do. We'll be back after a quick break. 
Are you fed up of feeling crazy, busy and super disorganized all the time? Well, I've got you covered with my new Organized Life Planner, which is here to help you get your life back on track with a yearly overview, weekly planning, daily planning, task prioritizing, meal planning, birthday planning, weekly reflections, journaling, notes and more. This planner is perfect for busy mums who want to get organized and stay motivated. Get your copy now in digital or printed format and start planning your life today by visiting mummyof4.com forward slash planner or using the link down in the show notes. Something, what was it? And I don't know if all mums feel like this or it's something specific to my brain. I've always just put it down to mum life, hashtag mum life, hashtag mum brain. Um, I kind of, the um, theory that I've left a portion of my brain on the delivery table every time I've given birth and four babies later, I'm not left with much of myself. Um, but I um, struggle with keeping thoughts in my brain. So what I've been trying to do is just jot down, because I've always got my plan next to me, take a pen and jot down the thing so it is not gone. It's not gone, it is just there. And then I can actually go through later in the day and check, okay, what have I got to do? And I'm like, oh yeah, I have to order those concert tickets or pay for school dinners or whatever it was. And it gets done. And that way I'm not context switching throughout the day because every time you context switch or every time you stop doing one task, you start doing another task, you lose 20% productivity because when you go back to the other task, you're like, oh, where was I again? Which file was I in? And it's just, you lose productivity. And I've got to say, since I've been using the printed version of the planner, which I only made the printed one because everyone was like, Ray, I really want a printed one. I don't want to use a digital one. And I was like, oh, fine, I'll make it printed one, but just for you, I'm not going to use it. I'm happy with my digital one. Well, I held up my hands. I'm happy to say when I'm wrong. I was wrong. I love the printed one. <laughs> love it. It has been a game changer. So I have it. I'm definitely... Um, going to take into 2024, sounds so futuristic, I'm going to take into 2024, is just when things come to my brain, jot them down and then actually look at them at the end of the day. And that's the other benefit of the paper planner because it's physically in my eyeline on my desk. I'm more likely to go through it towards the end of the day and be like, okay, I haven't done this, this, this and do them rather than having switched to a different screen on my iPad and then forgetting to go back. But yeah, jotting things down and doing them later and not feeling like I have to do this now because I get this urge when things come into my brain that I need to go and do it now so I don't forget and I don't need to do that. I just need to write it down. Uh, so the next habit that I'm going to take into 2024 is screen time, downtime. Now I started doing this a little while ago and it has made a massive difference. Uh, for anyone else that works from home, you will probably know it can be really challenging to have those boundaries and to know what is work time, what is home time, and to have that rest, that good work-life balance. So one of the big things that I have stopped doing is replying to email on my phone. I've not gone so far as deleting the email accounts from my phone altogether. Maybe that's what I need to do. Um, but I guess I'm nervous that if I'm away or something, I might need to check. But I kind of feel like email is something I should be doing at my desk and then I should set up an autoresponder and not deal with it again until I get back to my work times. I should not be doing that while I'm with the kids, especially since you can get an email and be like, oh no, like I need to deal with this and it can kind of really throw you off your, your super calm time. So I'm going to try and stick with certain apps. I've got set up a screen time on my phone that certain apps 
only I only get a certain amount of time on them and then they switch off. So for example, um, <coughs> my mail app on my phone, excuse me, my mail app on my phone, after one minute it switches off and then I can manually override it, but it, it's enough of a, should you be doing this, to remind me, no, this isn't healthy. You need to be responding to work emails in work time and actually have downtime. And also it's just fiddly on your phone, isn't it? Um, so for me, that's a big one. I've actually got WhatsApp set to turning off after a certain amount of minutes in the day because I think WhatsApp can be such a time drain. And especially if you're on 11 billion school WhatsApp groups like I am. And don't get me wrong, there are some amazing, amazing humans at the school. I adore them. But the incredible amount of volume on the WhatsApp school chats just totally spins me out. And in fact, um, I'm on a WhatsApp chat, just three people, three of us, uh, two of my closest friends from school and myself. And even that one spins me out when I'm, I come back to it. It's because it's one of so many WhatsApp chats. And then I come back and there's 20 messages on that, 30 men on that, 100 on that. And I just think, oh, where do I begin? So I have got WhatsApp switched to downtime muted most of the time because if I responded every time WhatsApp went ping I'd never get any work done I wouldn't film a video I'd barely be able to turn on the computer it would be it's a full-time job trying to keep on top of that I know one of the mums at the school actually said it was spinning her out so much she came off all the WhatsApp groups and put her husband on them instead because he was far more uh, kind of analytical and able to just go in, go, this is the information we need and come out without getting emotionally involved or stressed out. And I'm kind of jealous of that. I've, I've got to say, I'm kind of jealous of that. Maybe that's something I should do. Maybe that's a habit I should should take into next year. Um, so muting WhatsApp, specifically the the group chats, and definitely when I'm working, they have to be muted. So then I can just deal with them when I go into them. But also muting people, muting people. <laughs> who you find triggering. So if there's anyone you're following on social media that makes you feel less than, that spins you out, drags you down, that's really low vibe, that makes you feel anything other than great, you can unfollow those people. But if they're people in your real life and they may be offended by you unfollowing them, you can just mute them. So you don't ever have to see their rants about, here are all my problems, but I don't want to take advice. And here are all my... I just you can mute those people. If they're spinning you out, you can mute them. Um, and I'm going to continue to do that because it's been a bit of a game changer, if I'm honest. Uh, another one, um, sort of two hand in hand, actually, I'm going to be taking skincare habits into 2024. I am got so much better at taking my care of the skin on my face during 2023 so much better and actually enjoying the um kind of action of taking care of my skin and making my skin look and feel better I'm going to try and extend that to my body the skin on my face has had a lot of TLC this year the skin of my body is like practically scaly it's disgusting so I'm going to attempt to um to extend my skincare further down my body uh, that is self-care thing that I know I'll feel better when it's done it's a case of making time for it but then I didn't used to make time for skincare on my face and now I do so you know when you need to make time for something I just have to make time for that uh, but a really important habit that I've started doing I don't always remember but I really am trying to do is sunscreen every day on the face people I know we live in the UK basically under a cover of clouds 364 days of the year but apparently it's still enough to age you and I'm at that stage now I mean I was terrible don't tell my children I was terrible as a teenager 
I was really naughty with sunscreen in that I didn't use it. I was obsessed with tanning and feeling brown and just glowy and um, I was really naughty with it. And now I've just realised that my skin is not, you know, going to like that. So aside from the obvious massive dangers of cancer and things, of skin cancer um, in and sunburning, even when there is no chance of burning because it is practically cloudy, apparently there is still enough UV whatever in the sun going through the clouds to age your face. And I'm not here for that. <laughs> yes, we're all getting older. I'm grateful to be here every year. But let's let's just prevent sun damage. Let's just prevent that wherever possible. So I am, I'm now using a sunscreen on my face, an SPF 50 on my face every day. I'm going to try and keep doing that. I just need to remember. And as soon as I've do it, done it for long enough, then it will become a habit. Uh, so the next one we're going to do, oh, this one's going to be really difficult. This is a habit I'm going to try. I've not really succeeded with so far. Um, let me know if you're any good at this. And that is asking for help. I'm so bad at this. I don't know at what stage I became so fiercely independent, but I really struggle to ask for help. And I know I've got people in my life that I probably could ask for help, but the idea of asking help makes me want to be sick in my mouth a little bit. But in 2024, I'm going to attempt to ask for help when required. I know, I at least I think, I, I hope I'm pretty forthcoming in offering help to friends and family when I think they need it. I don't know, maybe I'm not. Um, so maybe it needs to be a two-prong approach. Maybe I need to be better at offering help and better accepting it. And that way I feel, perhaps if I feel like I'm offering more, I won't feel so bad accepting it or asking for it. I don't know. That's one I'm still working on. That's probably my toughest habit I'm going to attempt and definitely one that I have not successfully implemented at all yet. Not even a little bit. Um, another one I'm working on as a recovering people pleaser, and this is one I'm going to have to work on more next year, is saying what's bothering me and speaking out when I'm not happy about things. I hate conflict. Hate it. Um, and although I have been known to be incredibly stubborn and fight for things like my children's, like when my children needed um, an autism assessment and things, I've fought fiercely for my children. The whole thing I've, of any form of conflict, fighting like that, does make me feel drained slightly ill um I do hate conflict but with that being said it's not healthy to bottle things up when they're bothering you more to the point I think what I've realized this year is I am modeling for my children what is okay what is normal what is acceptable and I would never want my children to tolerate situations that they're not happy with to not be able to speak up when something bothers them so if I expect my children to be able to grow up and say, no, that's not okay, and to speak up, if I want them to be able to speak up, I need to learn to speak up. So I am working on speaking up when things bother me, when um, things are not okay, when people say things that are not acceptable, that don't make me feel good. Um, and I'm not talking about fighting every single battle. Obviously, you know, you can't respond to every troll online. So there's an element of... Um, mute to delete move on is going to be healthy in real life and online um so i'm not not suggesting i take a turn a complete 180 and and become really confrontational but in certain times throughout my life i know there have been things that are not okay and i've not spoken up i'm going to work on that because i'm going to do it for my children because i if i can do it maybe i can teach them to do it fingers crossed <laughs> um the next one I'm going to work on, and again, I've been working on this to a degree in 2023. I'm going to try and make it a habit in 2024 is calling out negative thoughts. So I think we can all be guilty sometimes of going down a bit of spiral of like panic about things. And um, 
But sometimes it's good to take a breath and be like, okay, just because I'm worrying about these things doesn't make them real. And to call them out and kind of talk about things, bring them into the daylight and it makes them not so bad. Problem shared, problem halved and all that. And I'm so lucky. I have a best friend that I speak to literally every day and I have done since we were in school. Um, And she's such a good listener and I, I hope I do the same for her. And talking things through with her always helps. And she's always like, well, you know, just because a troll says this doesn't make it true or whatever. And by her saying that, it just, it makes the problem dissolve and almost disappear. I'm going to work on being a little bit better and doing that for myself so I don't have to wait for someone else to release that negativity for me um, so that I can perhaps release it slightly more in the moment and move on a bit quicker. I'm going to see how it goes. Um, Gratitude practice. Now this is something that I endeavour to do every day in some shape. We now do it as a little practice around the table in the morning, saying what we're grateful for. It's so lovely. It really starts everyone's day off. We we start, we just go around the table and say, you know, and it's daft things like I, it can be, I'm grateful that the sun's shining this morning so we're going to stay nice and dry going to school or I'm grateful that uh, so-and-so gave me a nice hug or did this for me or helped me with this or whatever. But it really helps to put everyone in the right mood for the day. Uh, but also I am in the process of developing a another, I don't think I've discussed this anyway actually, um, another version of my organized life planner. It's my organized life and gratitude planner where it's got space to write out your gratitude every day because while I discuss it around the table with the children, I don't always write down my own gratitude and I find that when I take time to do that, my life goes better. My headspace is better. Uh, so if I've got space in my planner to do it, my planner has been so helpful to me, then I'm hoping that that will just make me do it because it will be there in my face. So watch this space, check out the link for the planner store. Maybe by the time this goes out, then uh, it will be live. I don't know, but check out the link to the planner store um, down in the description or the show notes, I guess, if you're just listening um, and you can check out to take a look at the new version of that planner. And then uh, choosing joy is a bit of a habit, actually. Um, Choosing to do things that make you happy, choosing to say no to things that do not make you happy, and choosing to pick to do things that do make you happy is a bit of a choice and is a habit. And I'm going to try that in in 2024 because uh, I go through phases of doing it, phases of not doing it. But if there's one habit to stick to, that sounds like a good one. So I hope you've had an amazing 2023. Here's to the best 2024 ever. Thank you so much for all your support on the podcast and on my channels in 2023. Can't wait to spend more time with you in 2024. Uh, Make sure that if you are on YouTube, you have subscribed to the channel uh, because that really, really helps to support me. If you are not, if you're just listening, if you could head to YouTube and just type in Real Talk with Re and hit subscribe for me, I'd be super grateful and love you forever and send you virtual hugs because that's really, really helpful. If you want to hang out with me a bit more, get some early release content, but behind the scenes, you can check out my Patreon. I would love to have you over there. And I shall see beautiful people in the next one in 2024. Bye.